here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. That caravan looks a little out of control there, Mr. Producer. That's some caravan. I thought they weren't going to uh, hit our border until like mid to late December. Right, Jim Acosta? We'll get into that. You've heard it all day. I'm going to get into that. The Chief Justice's statement, I'm going to get into that. But first, let me address something else. You know what I'm noticing about these Republicans? This is why you despise so many of them. They just keep embracing the Democrat agenda. Obamacare. Obamacare is here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. Forever. It's only going to get worse. Over there at the uh, Weekly Standard, uh, they had a piece by Fred Barnes praising Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell has driven up the debt in this country higher than any other majority leader in American history. We're going to shut down the government. Well, Mark, he did get those two justices. Really? Harry Reid, as I keep saying, gave us those two justices by killing the filibuster rule, and the Republicans took it one step further. We got those two justices. No, he didn't. The numbers are the numbers. I mean, Mitch McConnell has been the leader of the Republicans in the Senate for a very long time. What the hell else has he done? Drive up the debt. Nobody ever talks about the debt. All right. And now we need family leave. I see my buddy Rick Santorum. We really got to have a deal on family leave to help the middle class because everybody knows you need government to help the middle class. Not to get out of the way. And, of course, you really want to help the middle class. How about we cut spending And cut the debt and cut the borrowing, because I'm going to tell you, we're reaching a point of no return here. I wrote an entire book on it. I'm going to send it to my buddy, Rick, called Plunder and Deceit. No, we need another entitlement program. That and climate change. And the Republicans, you know, they've controlled both houses of Congress for some time. During the Bush administration, early part, until Karl Rove lost it. They did nothing to secure the border or build uh, physical barriers. And now, of course, Republicans. In the majority, well, we only have a small majority. It's always an excuse. Always an excuse. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, the Republican Party is a soft progressive party. It it eats the crumbs that the Democrats provided. So now it funds Obamacare. So now it won't secure the border. So now we need a massive new entitlement called family leave. Then we're going to have a trillion and a half more dollars on infrastructure. Boondoggle after boondoggle. But I want to get to this climate change. Because it's not climate change. They used to call global warming and then global cooling. They lie. But there's Ben Sass. A.K.A. Ben Sassy. S-A-S-S-E. This guy fooled all of us. And he gives these relatively incoherent lectures when the click lights are on about conservatism. But Ben says, looks, we need to have a look at this climate change stuff. You know, 500 years from now, 1,000 years from now, 
real scientists are going to look back on this, and they're going to look at it as our flat earth time, our flat earth mentality. Like man has the ability to change the climate. It's so preposterous. It's so idiotic. Well, is that what the Romans did way back when, when it was actually warmer back then than it is today? I mean, the whole argument is idiotic. And what if it gets a little bit warmer? You know what that means? More carbon dioxide, which creates more oxygen. That is, more plants. We used to like more plants, right? You know, the Amazon. The Amazon's getting wiped out. And in about 15 minutes, the Amazon won't be around anymore. The Amazon is flourishing. You don't hear about the Amazon anymore. But when these politicians get involved in this stuff, and Sass really is a dumb guy. He may be good in a classroom, but when it comes to a bigger form, he's really a dumb guy. He knows nothing about this topic. Nothing. He doesn't know where the topic came from, because for all the reading he does, he doesn't read enough. If you take a look at my book, Plunder and Deceit, I explain how this movement got hatched in the 1970s, in the early 1980s. These are Marxists in Europe. They call themselves degrowthers. That's what they call themselves. It's an attack on capitalism. Naomi Wolf, another left-wing kook, but she writes a lot, and she's read a lot by the left. She already said, look, the environment and climate change, they are necessary to kill capitalism, in so many words. And then you have these Republicans. Oh, yeah. Do they ever defend capitalism? Here's Ben Sass on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. Cut 14, go. Well, I think it's clear that the climate is changing. I think reasonable people can differ about how much and how rapidly. Let's just stop. Of course the climate changes. It's not static. It's not, this is one temperature, one season, and that's the way it is. Period. So this is an idiotic argument. Go ahead. Clear that it's changing and it's clear that humans are a contributing factor. No, it's not clear that humans are a contributing factor. It's not even close to clear that humans are a contributing factor. Go ahead. The real question, though, becomes what do you do about it? Because you can't legislate or regulate your way into the past. We have to innovate our way into the future. And right now, you don't hear a lot of the people who put climate as their number one issue. You don't hear a lot of them offering constructive, innovative solutions for the future. It's usually just a lot of alarmism. Uh, but I think the report is important, and it shows that the climate is changing. The report is important. Did you read the report, Senator? It was a political manifesto. I actually read part of this report. Did you read this report, Senator? And by the way, Mitt Romney out of Utah, this is his big issue now, climate change. Mitt. So the Republican Party, I don't even know what the hell it stands for anymore. I really don't. I don't even know what the Republicans in the House ran on. Can you tell me what they ran on in this last election? They learned nothing. Nothing. Go ahead. But, for instance, you oppose what you call EPA overreach, including President Obama's uh, climate change plan, according to the report, rolling that back, which would limit greenhouse gas emissions, is exactly the wrong approach. You know what upsets me, and I actually like Chris Wallace, is the news media has lost all notion of skepticism. They go right down the liberal line. Right down the liberal line. Can you tell me a major news figure, whether on Fox or any of the other networks, who dares to read and challenge 
this highly political report? Who even brings on a guest? Who might raise questions? I don't mean a politician. I don't mean a commentator. I mean serious people. No. Because they're all in. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think we have to recognize that this is a global issue and China and other countries that are rapidly building middle classes are going to be the number one drivers in the long term. So what the U.S. needs to do is participate in a long term conversation about how you get to innovation. And it's going to need to be a conversation, again, that doesn't start with alarmism. I I guess you don't don't need to uh, lecture all of us on how you want the conversation to go, Senator. I guess you're not aware of all the new technologies that have actually reduced significantly the amount of carbon Uh, dioxide that our industries produce. It's right there in front of your face. You might want to try something called Bing.com or Google.com or DuckDuckDuck. You might want to try just the minimal amount of research. That'll help you. Then we have Tom DeLay, good man. I like Tom DeLay. I've always liked Tom DeLay. And here he is on CNN today. And listen to the way the idiot so-called reporter just pounces on it because these are not news programs anymore these are not journalists anymore cut 13 go i tried to read the, the report that came out friday and frankly it is horrible it starts it's a document and i can't understand why the trump administration allowed and i know that the statute calls for such a report but for this kind of report which is nothing more than a political document and an alarmist political document uh, why they let, let it out like this. They should have written a completely different kind of report based on real science. The climate change is real. It's, uh, we, Wait, so uh, you, think, what do you, you think scientists in the administration, you think that they went, so you're basically saying that there was sort of a... Where do they get these 14-year-olds from? So, so basically, basically, so you're saying, uh, you're saying you don't agree with these... Government scientists? We all know the government's right all the time. Now, by the way, notice they call Fox the statist or the government channel. Actually, it's the left that promotes government, government, and more government. They're angry at Fox because they have a handful of of opinion makers who support the president. Clearly, Shep Smith does not. Clearly, Chris Wallace is more of a journalist than most of the others. Clearly, uh, Napolitano does not, and so forth and so on. And this report at Harvard said 52 to 48 percent Fox is negative on Trump. So my problem here is this Brianna Kyler knows nothing, absolutely nothing except propaganda. Go ahead. To do something that was inaccurate? I guess I'm not following you. Well, look at the report. The report is nothing more than a rehash of age-old 10 to 20-year assumptions made by scientists that get paid to to further the politics of of global warming. I hope you folks saw Patrick Michaels on my Fox show the other week, who is an expert in this area. He works for the Cato Institute, and he was outstanding. Now, why didn't they bring Patrick Michaels on Fox. Why don't they bring Patrick Michaels on CNN if they're going to have a discussion about this? Or MSNBC or people like him. There are many. Why doesn't Shep Smith invite him on rather than denouncing everybody? It's the science. You're deniers. That's a newsman. When we come back, I'm going to answer some of this the best way I know how. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Senator Sass, Shep Smith, and all the rest. George Carlin from 1992. I'll play the first segment now, and then after the bottom of the hour, I'll play, play the second. And then I'll address it more uh, substantively, but makes a hell of a lot of sense. Cut 19, go. You got people like this around you. Country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our, our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees. Save the bees. Save the whales. Save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the planet? I'm getting tired of that. Tired of that. I'm tired of Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are f- <laughs> Difference difference the planet is fine compared to the people the planet is doing great been here four and a half billion years do you ever think about the arithmetic planet has been here four and a half billion years we've been here what a hundred thousand maybe two hundred thousand and we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years 200 years versus four and a half billion and we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat that somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet, the planet, 
The planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. A little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. A surface nuisance. Now we will uh, play the other half of that after the bottom of the hour. So when you hear these politicians sanctimoniously... Yes, there's climate change, and uh, we just have to figure out new technologies to uh, address it. Sass sounded like Obama the other day. Or these, uh, these, these truly empty, mush-headed uh, uh, people on CNN and these other stations, quite frankly. Look, the planet is, uh, it's, it, the climate is changing. Uh, don't be a denier. There's nothing we can do. That's the science. I remember the day when journalists were journalists. That day is long gone. And I remember the day when this sort of stuff would be laughed about. The leftists, the Marxists, they've succeeded enormously. They're even conquering some of the Republicans in the Republican Party. More when I return. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest-growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. CRTV, baby. Well, we know how to do it right. It's hard to believe that we're already in the holiday season now. I think Hanukkah begins this weekend, as a matter of fact. And hopefully, you're getting ready for some quality time with your family and enjoying the latest episodes of Levin TV. We had a great one tonight. I hope you'll watch it. We've had a huge year. And it's due in large part to the support of our faithful fans like you and my radio audience. And because of you, we've become a true counterbalance to what the liberal mainstream media has tried to cover up. But we're not done yet. Listen to this. Right now, you can get a full year of CRTV for only $6.58 a month when you use promo code LEVINCHRISTMAS. L-E-V-I-N Christmas. That's 20 bucks off the normal price. 2019 is going to be our biggest year ever. We're adding more hosts, new shows, and most importantly, we're sticking to the principles that got us here. And now more than ever, given who's going to be running the House of Representatives, you won't find that on the liberal mainstream media. Now, to sign up now through Christmas Day and get $20 off a full year of the best content and commentary you'll find anywhere, that's promo code Christmas, L-E-V-I-N, Christmas. 
Go to levintv.com, levintv.com, use promo code LEVINCHRISTMAS, or call us at 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV, and again, use promo code LEVINCHRISTMAS. It's the perfect gift, folks, for yourself, for your kids. I'm telling you, you really need to try it out for your parents, for... And what'd you get for the socks and the, and the chocolates? And, and by the way, it lasts the whole year. So give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV and use promo code LEVIN-CHRISTMAS. All right. Back to George Carlin. A few more minutes. Environmentalists and global warming and so forth. Cut 20, go. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash how the planet's doing. Want to know if the planet's all right? Ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week. (laughs) How about those people in Kilauea, Hawaii, who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room? The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. (laughs) The earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the Earth. The Earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. (laughs) Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic. So... The plastic is here. Our job is done. We can be phased out now. And I think that's really started already, don't you? I mean, to be fair, the planet probably sees us as a mild threat, something to be dealt with. And I'm sure the planet will defend itself in in, in the uh, manner of a large organism, like a beehive or an ant colony can muster a defense. I'm sure the planet will think of something. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky, troublesome species? Let's see. What might... Hmm. Viruses. Viruses might be good. They seem vulnerable to viruses and uh, viruses are tricky always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed perhaps this first virus could be one that that compromises the immune system of these creatures perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along and maybe it could be spread sexually making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction well that's a poetic note and it's a start and I can dream, can I? So I don't worry about the little things. Bees, trees, whales, snails. I think we're part of a greater wisdom than we will ever understand. A higher order. Call it what you want. Know what I call it? The big electron. The big electron. All right. Whoa. Excellent. 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 I want to turn to plunder and deceit. Those of you who have these books... You're more knowledgeable, honestly, than those who don't. This is what I do nights, days, weekends. Ben Sass doesn't do it. The reporters that report on so-called global warming or what have they don't do it. They're really very vapid, very surface level. 
And so as I pointed out in Plunder and Deceit, and you young people in particular should be listening to this because it's going to be your country that they're destroying. In a recent interview, fanatical anti-capitalist and climate activist, quote-unquote, Naomi Klein proclaimed that capitalism increasingly is a discredited system because it's seen as a system that venerates greed above all else. There's a benefit to climate discussion to name a system that lots of people already have problems with for other reasons. I don't know why it is so important to save capitalism. It's a pretty battered brand. Just focusing on climate is getting us nowhere. Many, many more people recognize the need to change our economy. If climate can be our lens to catalyze this economic transformation that so many people need for other even more pressing reasons, then that may be a winning combination. This economic system is failing the vast majority of the people. Capitalism is also waging a war on the planet's life support system. Now, much of the so-called environmental movement today has transmuted into an aggressively nefarious and primitive faction. In the last 15 years, many of the tenets of utopian statism have coalesced around something called the degrowth movement, originating in Europe but now taking a firm hold in the United States. And I must say, in the Republican caucus in the Senate, apparently, the degrowthers, as I shall characterize them, include in their ranks none other than President Barack Obama. On January 17, 2008, Obama made clear his hostility toward, of all things, electricity generated from coal and coal-powered plants. He told the San Francisco Chronicle, you know, when I was asked earlier about the issue of coal, under my plan of cap-and-trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. So if somebody wants to build a coal-powered plant, they can. It's just that it'll bankrupt them because they're going to be charged a huge sum for all the greenhouse gas that's being emitted. Now, degrowthers define their agenda as follows. Sustainable degrowth is a downscaling of production and consumption that increases human well-being and enhances ecological conditions and equity on the planet. It calls for a future where societies live within their ecological means, with open, localized economies and resources more equally distributed through new forms of democratic institutions. It is an essential economic strategy to pursue in overdeveloped countries like the United States for the well-being of the planet, of underdeveloped populations, and yes, even of the sick, stressed, and overweight consumer populations of overdeveloped countries. This comes from their writings in Europe. For its proponents and adherents, this is me, degrowth has quickly devolved into a pseudo-religion and public policy obsession. In fact, the degrowthers insist their ideology reaches far beyond the environment or even its odium for capitalism and is an all-encompassing lifestyle and governing philosophy. Some of its leading advocates argue that, quote, degrowth is not just an economic concept. We shall show that it is a frame constituted by a large array of concerns, goals, strategies, and actions. As a result, degrowth has now become a confluence point where streams of critical ideas and political action converge. Degrowth is an interpretive frame for a social movement understood as the mechanism through which actors engage in collective action. Quote, the degrowthers seek to eliminate carbon sources of energy and redistribute wealth according to terms they consider equitable. They reject the traditional economic reality that acknowledges growth as improving living conditions generally, but especially for the impoverished. They embrace the notions of less competition, large-scale redistribution, sharing, and reduction of excessive incomes and wealth, quote-unquote. Degrowthers want to engage in policies that will set, quote, a maximum income or maximum wealth to weaken envy as a motor of consumerism and open borders 
to reduce means to keep inequality between rich and poor countries. I'm quoting from their documents. And they demand reparations by supporting, quote, a concept of ecological debt or the demand of the global north pays for past and present colonial exploitation in the global south, unquote. French economist and leading degrowther, Sergei Latouche, yes, you heard me, asserts that, quote, we are currently witnessing the steady commercialization of everything in the world. Applied to every domain this way, capitalism cannot help but destroy the planet much as it destroys society, since the very idea of the market depends on unlimited excess and domination. He also abhors economic growth and wealth creation, the very attributes necessary to improve the human condition and societies. Quote, a society based on economic contraction cannot exist under capitalism. In fact, on July 18, 2014, scores of extreme groups throughout the world endorsed a proclamation titled Changing the System, Not the Climate, which calls for, among other things, an end to the capitalist hegemonic system. Degrowth is, quote, usually characterized by a strong utopian dimension, unquote. Its foundations rely on versions of, quote, economic relations based on sharing gifts and reciprocity, where social relations and conviviality are central, unquote. To implement this utopian vision of radical egalitarian outcomes, the degrowth movement employs strategies such as, and I'm quoting, alternative building, opposition and research, and in relation to capitalism, they can be anti-capitalist, post-capitalist, and despite capitalism. The degrowthers, you see, many of the people who are reporting on this have no idea what's behind this movement, none whatsoever, and they could care less. It's been mainstreamed, ladies and gentlemen, mainstreamed on cable news, mainstreamed on network news. And you might say, well, these economists and these these other people in the government. Yes, they're not capitalists. They're government stooges. The degrowthers insist that governments establish a living wage and reduce the work week to 20 hours, apparently discounting the fact that the population of the globe has increased by several billion human beings in the intervening years. They call for bringing, quote, material production back to the levels of the 60s and 70s and returning to small-scale farming. Sounds like Mao and the Great Leap Forward. I think that only cost 60 million people their lives. And degrowthers decree, I quote, a moratorium on technological innovation pending an in-depth assessment of its achievement and reorientation of scientific and technical research according to new aspirations. You actually hear Republicans and other people in the mainstream dumping on technology. They are regurgitating. They are regurgitating what these Marxist leftists are saying. Imagine the power and breadth of the police state necessary to enforce this form of autocracy, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine. Over 40 years ago, philosopher and author Ayn Rand, in her book Return of the Primitive, the Anti-Industrial Revolution, wrote presciently that the statists had changed their line of attack. She wrote this. Instead of their old promises that collectivism would create universal abundance and their denunciations of capitalism for creating poverty, they are now denouncing capitalism for creating abundance. Instead of promising comfort and security for everyone, they are now denouncing people for being comfortable and secure. The demand to restrict technology is the demand to restrict man's mind. It is nature, that is, reality, that makes both these goals impossible to achieve. Technology can be destroyed and the mind can be paralyzed, but neither can be restricted. 
whether and wherever such restrictions are attempted, it is the mind, not the state, that withers away. To restrict technology would require omniscience, a total knowledge of all the possible effects and consequences of a given development for all the potential innovators of the future. Short of some omniscience, restrictions mean the attempt to regulate the unknown, to limit the unborn, to set rules for the undiscovered. A stagnant technology is the equivalent of a stagnant mind. A restricted technology is the equivalent of a censored mind. Mr. Sass, I thought you were a professor, president of a college. You seem utterly and completely illiterate when it comes to this. And these journalists, rather than barking out and burping up the usual propaganda, maybe they ought to inform themselves too. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. prepared to debate any of these anchors on CNN, quite frankly, on Fox, on MSNBC, over climate change. It's an open offer. It's an open offer. This week, uh, preferably, since it's fresh in people's minds, and you can study the report, and we can have a debate. Because I notice that you will not, will not invite real experts on your program. Instead, we get politicians and uh, so forth and so on. Uh, And you're trying to demean people who raise questions. Long gone are the days of skeptical journalists. They just take the left agenda and they run with it. Now and then they'll do an interview to try and show you that they're really not uh, left-wing kooks. But they are. And after the top of the hour, I want to play you something Jake Tapper said. Trashing the president over quote-unquote climate change. And they don't realize how stupid they are. Just like this immigration thing. The president was right on. He says it's an invasion. They're coming. They're going to be here soon. CNN, through their uh, modern Walter Cronkite, Jim Acosta, said, no, no, it's in December, and basically implied the president was racist. These are propaganda mills. CNN is a propaganda mill. It's even worse than MSNBC because CNN is in all these public places where it used to be a news network. It's not a news network. How comfortable are you with technology that tracks your car, your cell phone, and where you use your bank or credit card? Technology is great, right? Not so much if you owe money to the IRS. Word is out that the IRS and their army of tax collectors have access to sophisticated data analytics. I can say it. And that underscores how sophisticated they are. The IRS hasn't caught up to you yet or even if they're already sending you letters threatening collection action, Optima Tax Relief can help you. Optima can help stop the demand letters, stop aggressive actions, and uh, stop the army of tax collectors with technology from targeting you. Optima is the best. They're the best. Optima has resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients, and they're experts in IRS Fresh Start Initiative. You know, there were these other groups that were around doing this, but they're gone. Many of them are gone. Optima has been with me for years and years because they're the best. Call now and take the first step towards ending your IRS nightmare. Call for your free consult while you still have options. Tomorrow may be too late. Call 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. More and more what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, is you'll see the media uh, taking these paradigms from the left, from the Democrat Party and vice versa. 
and then saying Trump is a liar. Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. Trump is rejecting science. Trump is rejecting what his own government has to say. Those are not news reports. Those are not news reports. Going through, if you're going to raise it, the arguments, pro and con, that's the way you're supposed to do this. But you're not, they're not going to do it that way. Now, I've said it for a long time now. It's been picked up by others. I get it. I get it. I get what I say is monitored. I understand. But the fact of the matter is, the media are populated with progressives. That's what they are. The media are populated with progressives. Climate change, they support climate change. Open borders, tell me. Tell me who the conservative anchor is who raises questions about all these things on a regular basis. And by the way, only really one or two on Fox. So, so tell me who the others are. This is groupthink. Groupthink. How dare you raise any questions about climate change or who causes it or what? So these weakling Republicans like Sass and Romney, in order to be promoted in the media, ooh, these guys are thinkers. They cave. They buckle. It's easier to do. I'll be back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. This is Hour 2. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We're going to get to Jake Tapper in a second, but I had to check numerous so-called media outlets to make sure this wasn't a spoof. Uh, this is from Friday. The headline, Dimming the Sun, the answer to global warming. And then, of course, they put a question mark after it. Matthew Robinson, CNN, but he's not the only one. Yahoo News and so forth. Scientists are proposing an ingenious but as yet unproven way to tackle climate change, spraying sun-dimming chemicals in the Earth's atmosphere. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the federal government, which is about as incompetent as it gets. 
The research by scientists at Harvard and Yale universities published in the journal Environmental Research Letters proposes using a technique known as stratospheric aerosol injection, which they say could cut the rate of global warming in half. Now, if we cut the rate of, quote-unquote, global warming in half, what happens? Anybody know, Mr. Producer? The Earth gets colder. If they could do this, which they can't, but the Earth gets colder. Less plants, less growing season, less food. The technique would involve spraying large amounts of sulfate particles into the Earth's lower stratosphere at altitudes as high as 12 miles. The scientists proposed delivering the sulfates with specially designed high-altitude aircraft, balloons, or large naval-style guns. Do you believe this crap? Despite the technology being undeveloped and with no existing aircraft suitable for adaption, the researchers say, quote, that developing a new purpose-built tanker with substantial payload capabilities would neither be technologically difficult nor prohibitively expensive. Of course, they've never left the classroom, these two knuckleheads. The report does, however, acknowledge that the technique is purely hypothetical. And then it goes on. I mean, it's purely hypothetical. But that's what the left wants. Because there's more government, more taxation, more regulation, less individual liberty, less free markets, less technology. I mean, that's, that's what they're all about. Now, let's hear uh, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper, who dares not have a serious person on his program to discuss, quote-unquote, climate change. Jake Tapper, a liberal and a Democrat who worked for a liberal Democrat member of the House, Mezvinsky, and worked for Handgun Control, Inc., and obviously it has affected how he thinks. Here's what he said not too long ago, an hour or two ago. Go ahead. All part of a pattern that you're familiar with, I'm sure, where the president disregards facts in favor of whatever reality he finds most politically or personally expedient at the moment. Vaccines cause autism. Let's stop here. What kind of a news report is this? What kind of a news report is this? The climate change anchor. The Obamacare anchor. The it's not an invasion, it's a caravan anchor. But more on that in a moment. Go ahead. But he believes it. He saw multiple New Jersey Muslims celebrating 9-11 on television. That's false, but he believes it. The list goes on and on. But now the consequences are literally life and death. And the president is ignoring the conclusions of the experts who work in his administration. You don't even know who these experts are, Jake. That's what a phony you are. You're not a serious journalist. You don't even know who these experts are. You didn't take time to look into their backgrounds. You only read a government-issued report. And that's what I mean. We have journalists, when the government issues a report... If they like the outcome, if they like the policy, then they push it. Then they push it. Go ahead. Such as the CIA's assessment that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman was behind the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, or the intelligence community's conclusion that Russia sought to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. The president knows that they sought to interfere in the election. And they have repeatedly sought to interfere in our presidential elections. But what you don't report, Jake, is the extent to which the Obama administration interfered with our election and what they did about the Russians interfering in our election, which is almost nothing. That's why you're not a serious journalist. 
But let's try this game, shall we, Jake? Fake tapper? As my buddy Victor Davis Hansen has reported in his column, didn't CNN report a Manu Raju in December 2017 falsely assert that Donald Trump had advanced access uh, to hacked WikiLeaks documents? Such a false charge smeared Trump Jr. And it may have spawned all sort of subsidiary rumors that he was on the verge of a Mueller indictment. What were Raju's sources for such an inaccurate charge? Or why did CNN anchor Chris Cuomo falsely assert that only the media, that is, outlets like CNN, could download the hacked email trove of John Podesta as if it was illegal for anyone else to do the same? For example, remember, it is illegal to possess these stolen documents. It is different from the media. Uh, So everything you learn about this, you are learning from us. That's what he said. What CNN legal counsel gave him, such absurd legal advice. Why did CNN's own unnamed source, namely Lanny Davis, later deny he had ever given CNN any information that Donald Trump had advanced warning of a meeting between Russian interests and Donald Trump Jr.? Why did not the authors of the false story, Jim Shudo, Carl Bernstein, and Marshall Cohen, retract and full the allegation, or at least explain exactly why their not-so-anonymous source, Lanny Davis, was claiming that he never told the three that his client, Michael Cohen, had professed foreknowledge of the meeting on the part of Trump. Why were Thomas Frank, Eric Lickblau, and Lex Harris, the supposed dream team of CNN investigative reporters, all forced to resign from CNN? Was it their collective but false report that Anthony Scaramucci was connected to a $10 billion Russian investment fund? What were the sources for that fake account? Did the news account hunt, excuse me, hurt the Trump transition? Would they have been so fast and loose with the truth in the case of President-elect Hillary Clinton? Might they instead have reported at about the same time on the Clinton's campaign funding of Fusion GPS and the Christopher Steele project? CNN's Gloria Bolger, again Eric Lickblau, Jake Tapper, and Brian Rokas, remember, also had erroneously reported that former FBI Director James Comey would, in congressional testimony, soon contradict President Trump's prior assertion that he was told by Comey that he was not under investigation. That report proved false, and yet it too had helped to whip up anti-Trump hysteria on the eve of the Comey appearance. Why is it that one can easily predict the particular political slant of these fake news stories? Even in trivial matters, CNN has fudged the truth and always in a predictably biased direction. As, for example, in its selective viewing of a video that suggested Trump buffoonishly had preempted the Japanese prime minister and overfed fish during a joint photo op. In truth, Trump simply followed what the prime minister was doing. And it goes on. Earlier, CNN had reported that singer Nancy Sinatra was not happy that the president and first lady's inaugural dance would be to the music of her father, Frank Sinatra, My Way, a story of her purported anger that Sinatra denied. During the lead-up to the Neil Gorsuch nomination announcement, CNN senior White House correspondent Jeff Zeleny inaccurately announced that the Trump White House was purportedly, quote, setting up the Supreme Court announcement as a primetime contest by creating two identical Twitter pages for possible nominees Gorsuch and Hardiman. Later, Zeleny sheeplessly retracted that falsehood. The shoddiness in reporting by CNN in particular, in my opinion, about Trump and the occasional flat-out inaccurate news stories reflect a toxic network culture in which partisanship is now standard and apparently to be expected. A certain furor over Trump often erupts in repeated obscene anti-Trump 
and unprofessional outbursts of CNN journalists, contributors, and anchors. Whether Anderson Cooper trapping a pro-Trump, uh, trashing a pro-Trump panelist by profanely retorting, if he took a dump on his desk, you would defend it. Or CNN religious scholar Reza Aslan referring to Trump as this piece of S. Or perhaps the late CNN host Anthony Bourdain joking in an interview about poisoning Trump on CNN New Year's Eve. Uh, or New Year's Eve host Kathy Griffin's infamous photo pose holding a facsimile of Trump's severed head. After a while, the pattern becomes undeniable. And it goes on. What about that fake tapper? What about those lies? What about that disinformation? You'll never talk about that. But you're welcome to come on my program to debate quote-unquote climate change and the veracity or lack thereof of CNN. Lies. All these liars working for CNN. Liars, left and right. And they know they're lying, right, Jake? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Vitalized conservative movement. I guess I'm going to have to step in and do my part on this because what I'm seeing is really quite uh, repulsive. The Republicans are moving left. The Democrats are not only left, they're moving radical left. The courts are out of control. The borders are wide open. The media have become the mouthpiece for the radical leftists. They lie. Jake Tapper is a liar. CNN lies. If you don't embrace some government report, then all of a sudden there's something wrong with you. You're a liar. Well, his own government issued it. There's two million people in the government. You can't fire anybody. So it wasn't his own government that issued it. It was the executive branch, not his administration per se. They know it. They don't care. But we are going to have to start talking about individual liberty. These are not abstractions and theories. This is the heart and soul of the nation. And we cannot rely on Republican knuckleheads to do it. They're not going to do it. They're incapable of it. Whether it's a president of a college, whether it's Supreme Court litigators, whatever it is, they are incapable of explaining liberty and all that comes with it. People in other countries, they can explain liberty. Many of them don't even have educations. They'll tell you all about liberty because they don't have it. We should be able to appeal to younger people because the government's not just about authority these days. It's becoming authoritarian. And younger people don't appreciate that. So we ought to try to talk to them. But we don't. What to talk about the women and to them in the suburbs and let them know. Why are you in the suburbs? You like your quality of life? You like private property rights? You like productivity that gives you the greatest life on the face of the earth? Well, then stick with us. We don't want to take your home from you, your property from you, your bank account from you in one form or another. Blue-collar workers, many of them union. Stop with the Bernie Sanders stuff, with the tariffs, tariffs, tariffs. Explain. 
explain we are going to create the most powerful economic engine on the face of the earth as we did in the 1980s it moved right into the 1990s as good as this economy may be it's nothing compared to what took place when we slash taxes across the board the problem here is we didn't slash taxes across the board we slashed them for corporations and we slashed them for some individuals but we never slashed taxes across the board for individuals in a way that that is meaningful as a matter of fact, I'm going to make a prediction to you. I don't even like this prediction. I'm not even in the prediction business. But I believe in the next presidential race, the Democrats are going to run on cutting taxes. How? On returning the deductions. For real estate, that is property taxes on your home. And for interest on your mortgage above the, the level, the cap that the Republicans put in place. Walter, you're going to be subsidizing blue states. Let me tell you something. Not only is that a stupid argument that Paul Ryan and others pushed out there, and many of you fell for it, blue states don't pay federal income taxes. Individuals pay federal income taxes. But it has had and will have an enormously dilatory effect on the suburbs. It'll have a dilatory effect on the suburbs. There's a lot of Republican voters in the suburbs, or at least there were. And they're not going to feel it until this tax time, because it hasn't really happened yet. So you're going to see the Democrats run on, we'll give you back deductions on your homes and on your mortgage interest. We'll take that cap off. And what are the Republicans going to do then? What are they going to do then? It's a good argument for the Democrats. So we need to get back to, I mean, I mean, we've lost our way now. The Republican Party has lost its way. And then they turn on the president. I don't agree with everything the president does, but I agree with a lot of what he does. He wants to secure the border. They won't. He wanted to get rid of Obamacare. They won't. He wants to cut spending. But Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan kept giving him the biggest spending bills in world history with the biggest borrowing in world history. They have done nothing to address any of that. And they're not going to. Because they can't connect with the American people. Mitch McConnell cannot communicate. He's a marble mouth. He can't communicate. The number two, Cornyn, he can't communicate. The number three, he can't communicate. And in the House now, we're going to have Kevin McCarthy... This guy, Kevin McCarthy, no offense, but really, that's the best you can come up with? Kevin McCarthy? He's a glad-handing rhino. No offense. It's the truth. I'll speak the truth. Then you have this Trey Gowdy on the way out the door. He's attacking Ivanka Trump. What a dummy. Oh, look here. We got to check into her private emails. How about we check into your private emails there? How about we check into your private emails? Mister, I don't know what kind of haircut and how to comb my hair. How about that? And so they're flailing around, but they do know they want to attack the president. You got this guy, Romney. He's already attacking the president. Sass. Hates the president. You got Kasich. Used to be a conservative. Now he's, he's a fluffer nutter. I don't know what he is. He's going to take on Trump in the Republican primary. They already have him all over TV because they want some guy that will get 3% to be out there trashing Trump. 
I remember when John Anderson did this with Reagan. They kept promoting Anderson and Anderson and Anderson. Got blown out. Reagan, he's too right wing. Folks, many of you don't remember this. Many of you do, but many of you were too young. They used to attack Reagan as a dummy. They used to attack Reagan as an ideological extremist. They used to attack Reagan, like Tapper does, as a liar, as misinformed. This is their playbook. It's just much worse in the case of Trump. Much worse. There's never a smart Republican president. George W. Bush was stupid. George H. W. Bush was an airhead. Remember? Nixon was evil. Nixon's a crook. Reagan's a dummy. We're going to go after Trump and his different investments uh, with Saudi Arabia and this one and the other. Meanwhile, the Democrats leave office. They become zillionaires. Al Gore. Al Gore worth 200 to 300 million dollars. The Clintons. A quarter of a billion dollars since they've been out of office. The Obamas, a hundred million dollars. Nobody dares question any of that. Well, that's okay. The Republicans had any guts, among other things. They would say, okay, we want to look at the Obama's tax returns. Why? They're out of office. Well, we want to know how an ex-president and an ex-first lady became so filthy rich. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. The cost of freedom is high, but this phone call is not. Call Mark Levin toll-free at 877-381-3811. Did they change my password, Mr. Producer, into the call screen thing? I sure as hell hope not, because... There we go, we're in, because I want to speak to my peeps. It's Cyber Monday. Hello! Cyber Monday, and today only. And we only have a few hours left. X-Chair is on sale for the lowest price all year. Listen to me. Just today, just this evening, for one day only, X-Chair is up to $250 off. That's a big deal. I used to constantly feel uncomfortable throughout the workday until I realized that I was spending thousands of hours sitting in the wrong chair. So follow my example and ditch that no-name superstore chair and trade up to the X-Chair. I've been raving about how much I love my X-Chair for a long time. Well, if you've been on the fence about buying one, today is the one day you can save the most all year. 250 bucks on a number of these chairs. 
Once you sit in it, you'll understand why I love my X chair. Please take advantage of this one day, super low price, and save up to $250 by going to xchairlevin.com. That's xchairlevin.com right now. That's the letter X, the word chair, the name levin.com, or you can call them toll free if you're sitting in traffic, you know. 1 844 4 X chair. 1 844 4 X chair. Extra comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. And as a kicker, everyone gets a free footrest. But you need to act today. I mean, this is really a great deal. I've never seen a deal like this with X Chair. Go to XChairLevin.com, XChairLevin.com, or give them a call at 844-4X-Chair. That's 844-4X-Chair. Rick! In Nogal, New Mexico, on the Mark Levin app. Go! Hey, Mark. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right. How are you, sir? Uh, oh, I tell you, I've been listening to this global warming hoax so much, it's just about to make me upset all over. Yeah. And I thought, well, I better give you a quick call and and maybe... Uh, now, you're a geologist. You're, yeah, go ahead. You're a geologist, it says here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go, go right I'm ahead. an old one. Yeah, well... Okay. All right, go ahead. Anyway, what what I wanted your listeners to uh, look up, because I want to keep this real brief, I want you guys to look up Maunder, M-A-U-N-D-E-R, minimum, and then Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, minimum, and then the one we're currently starting called Eddie, minimum, E-D-D-Y. And I think what you guys... These aren't find, porn sites or something, are they? Sir? Go right ahead, sir. I'm, sorry, I'm a little bit hard of hearing, so it makes our right. conversation interesting. Well, we need to we need to finish up. Go ahead and make your point, my friend. Sure. sure. Okay. What I want people to understand: the sun goes through cycles, mm-hmm. and these cycles do include ice ages on this planet. It also affects all the planets in our solar system. And I think if folks would look up these minimums, they'll find out that the sun has. Uh, gone into a cold period or a colder period and it's going to affect us and we're about to have ice ages not global heat i read this somewhere that the earth is actually going to get colder not warmer but the bottom line sir is the these uh, so-called uh, scientists they're not all scientists some of them are weathermen and so forth they don't have the foggiest idea what's going to happen in 100 years they don't have the foggiest idea what's going to happen in 30 days do they <laughs> no, they don't. They act like they do, but they're, uh, you know, we all want to sit around and be learned, and uh, we actually make fools of ourselves is what we wind up doing. We really do. And one day, the historians are going to look back, and they're going to say, ever hear of Dr. Nur Sharif? No, I have not. I'm going to have to look that up. He is a top astrophysicist. Associate Professor at Hebrew University. This is from my book, Liberty and Tyranny, a long time ago. He says, like many others, I was personally sure that CO2 is the bad culprit in the story of global warming. But after carefully digging into the evidence, I realized things are far more complicated than the story told us by many climate scientists or the stories regurgitated by the media. And Sharif notes that solar activity can explain a large part of the 20th century global warming, and greenhouse gases are largely irrelevant to the climate. If the amount of CO2 doubled by 2,100, he said, 
it will not dramatically increase the global temperature. He said even if we halved the CO2 output, and the CO2 increase by 2100 would be, say, a 50% increase relative today instead of a, a doubled amount, the expected reduction in the rise of global temperatures would be less than 0.5 Celsius. This is not significant. He's saying we don't have any control over this. It's the sun. That's what I don't understand. You can put 36 million Earths in the sun. I, I think it's kind of bigger than we are. At least that's kind of my perception. And that thing controls us more than most people even begin to know. But I, But if Folks would also look up John Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, and he is a, uh, I think he's a retired NASA engineer scientist, Mm -hmm. and he used to be a big proponent of global warming. Mm -hmm. He now says we're going global cooling. We're going into an ice age, and it's called the, uh, the, the cycle of this particular time. They're naming it the Eddy Minimum, and that's why I say we're starting the Eddy Minimum right now. All right, sir. I know I got it. I appreciate you gave out the names. People can Google and look for themselves, which you should, folks. Jake Tapper, there's a ton of information out here, but you are intentionally ignorant about it. And I thought news anchors and news programs and so forth would take the time to go over it. This is why I have this three-hour show, folks. I can do what most of the others do, 14 guests, 14 topics. And maybe some of you think this is boring, but you can't discuss a topic like this, both the substance and the, and, the, uh, and the ideology behind it, without taking a little bit of time and talking about it. This is going to affect your life. When Jake Tapper says this affects life and death because Trump won't embrace it, he's an idiot. Absolutely an idiot. Dan in California? Well, where is Dan in California, Richie V? Where are you, Dan? I'm in West Hills, California, Mark. It's an honor to speak with you. Uh, oh, thank you. I'm a, I, I'm a retired uh, academic conservative. Uh, I have felt in my career like, you know, Leonidas at the Pass at Thermopylae. I'm fighting these devils. <laughs> you're in, you, you're you and, uh, you and uh, uh, Booker, I think. Cory Booker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, two quick points. One is thank you very much for the, uh, the plot and script idea uh, of um, aerosol sulfur going into the air. Boy, could that go wrong. I can see an hour and 40-minute B-movie coming out of that uh, almost immediately as things go haywire. Uh, but secondly, I, I'm always dismayed that uh, a lot of people who talk about this on, on the left, they don't have any interest in the history uh, of the climate. Uh, and, and two quick things uh, for you and your audience. Uh, first of all, my wife and I are looking at a trip to Tasmania, and I found out that 13,000 years ago or so, Tasmania was connected to Australia by land. You could you know, walk from one to the other, but then all of a sudden there was a big sea rise and now you can't do that and then the other thing i used to live in new york state as a conservative so look at this new york state california i can make choices can i uh but in new york state the place where i uh, had my house uh, during the last uh, ice age about twenty-two thousand years ago was a mile under ice mm-hmm. and of course all of that melted so change has been going on fantastic you're, you're, and let me tell you something where i have a home in florida if you move inland about two miles <clears throat> that's where the coastline used to be so it's it's not a matter – you and I, we have no – as the gentleman before you called and he says, 36 million Earths can fit within the sun. Uh-huh. This is so unserious, this discussion. And yet because the left controls our quote-unquote reality, the left controls the agenda, the left uh, is the media, 
here we are. We have to spend time discussing it. And I give evidence, whether it's near Sharif, whether it's Dudley Hughes, whether it's uh, a whole host of other people, whether it's Patrick Michaels, whether it's Phil Chapman, a former astronaut who uh, MIT grad and so forth. And I go on down the list. They'll never, ever give these people and their writings and their thinking media time. Never. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. How am I doing commercial-wise, Mr. Producer? Good? All right, let's keep going here. Let's go here. All right, who do we have? Tony in Gainesville. Is it Virginia? Tony? Yes, sir. How are you doing tonight? The great WMAO. I'm doing well. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing very well, Mark. First and foremost, thanks for everything that you do for us. Um, oh. You hold people's feet to the fire. Nobody does it as well as you do. And it is so much appreciated by so many other people that don't get the opportunity to thank you. And I, I, I for one, thank you very much. Well, Tony, you're very, very kind. Thank you for what you all do for me. Go right ahead. Well, it's a group effort. And once upon a yeah. time on this planet, that things work that way. Yeah. I have a very simple thing that I bring up when talking to any of the liberals or any of the millennials when it comes to global warming. Number one, I get them to confirm that there was a, some sort of scientific phenomena that caused the Ice Age, and they agree. Then I get them to confirm that there was another scientific phenomena that ended the Ice Age and started the glaciers and so forth from uh, melting off this planet. Mm-hmm. And the first thing out of their mouth every single time is, well, they're, they're, they're melting so much faster now than, than they were before. I said, okay, compared to what? Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at you kind of funny, and they go, but, but they're disappearing from the earth faster than they ever have. I said, okay, fine, and I'll even agree with you on that. But let me ask you something. Let's use your science against yourself. If I take a 10-pound block of ice and an ice cube, and I'll let you tell me the temperature of the controlled environment, which one is going to melt first? Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at you really funny, and they go, well, the ice cube will. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't it make sense that the smaller glaciers today would melt at a faster rate than what they did when they encompassed the entire planet? And they kind of look at you funny again. Well, but they're, they're, they're melting faster than they ever have. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, compared to what? And then they really look at you funny. It's a great and point. That look in your, and, they, and, and they get that. This, and it's so simple. I don't have to be from MIT. I don't have to go to Yale or Harvard. Uh, Tony, Tony, here's the thing. People want to believe in something. And they want to believe they can affect it. They want to believe that they can affect the environment. That they can affect the atmosphere. And that if they can force other people to see things the way they see it. It's almost a, a, a religious fervor or almost a religious obsession. And many of these people aren't terribly religious when it comes to actual faith. But they have faith in the, in the ability of, of secular man to affect the skies, to affect the planet, to, to affect the, 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 the climate. And politicians, of course, cling on to this. And bureaucrats cling on to this because they make careers out of it. Effectively, they, they have tenure as a result of it. Uh, they are celebrated in the media. And, of course, uh, our government, which is incapable of securing the border, uh, our government, however, the same people in the government are so smart, so qualified, so, so able, that if we just give them more power, more of our resources, 
surrender our decision-making to them, let them devour more and more of the private sector, undo capitalism and embrace socialism, things will do very, very well. And yet when you look around the world, what do you have? Police states, you have genocidal regimes, you have uh, massive poverty. That's what government gives you. That's why we have a constitution that sets up the right kind of government. But the kind of government being promoted by CNN and MSNBC, the kind of government being promoted by our so-called news media, the kind of government being promoted by bureaucrats and so forth, is extremely hostile to success, to wealth creation, uh, to the individual, and to liberty. Thank you for your call, my friend. I'll be right back. Our Christmas music is back, which we love here. Simply Safe is a fantastic security system. It's great protection for your home and family. And right now, Simply Safe is giving you, my listeners, a great deal on home security. Order now and you'll get 25% off. Hello? 25% off any Simply Safe system. Now, I love Simply Safe because they treat you right, they treat you with respect. They want more people to be safe in their homes, so the pricing is fair and honest. Around-the-clock professional monitoring is just $14.99 a month. Simply Safe has no contracts ever, no hidden fees ever. They really care about the people who buy their systems, you, and that's very rare today. I'm not the only one who likes them either. CNET, PC Mag, and Wirecutter all say Simply Safe is the best security system there is, and they're right. Protect your home today with Simply Safe and get a great deal on home security. Go to simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com, save 25% off your Simply Safe system. Make sure to use the URL so they know I sent you. And Harry, this deal ends November 26th. That's today, isn't it, Mr. Producer? Another deal that ends today. It ends today. You don't want to miss this. That's simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com. Save 25% off your Simply Safe system. Go for it, ladies and gentlemen. We have a gentleman who disagrees. Let's see how he argues. Bill Clark, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Okay. So I just want to be clear. So 48 hours after a report comes out about global warming, Dozens of government agencies, NASA, Nobel laureates, scientists, all across the globe kind of agree on one thing. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Scientists all across the globe didn't produce that report. Our bureaucracy produced the report. Oh, so why, why did you say scientists all across the board produced the report? But anyway, go ahead and make your point. So you're going to discount it 48 hours after it's interesting. Sir, you haven't even read it. You don't even know what you're arguing. All you're doing is knee-jerk stuff, which is what annoys me about you libs. You turn this economy inside out. It doesn't matter how much we explain it. You sound like Jake Tapper. How about the 31,000 climatologists, scientists, 9,000 of whom are PhDs, signed the petition in Oregon a few decades back and said, no, there's either no global warming or it's not man-made. Are you familiar with that, sir? In the thirty-one thousand. Just going to discount mine. I'll discount yours. Uh, okay. You don't have to discount anything. You come on this show and you sound like an idiot. So move along. That's what I mean. 
He's got nothing. He hasn't even looked at the report. I looked at the report. I didn't read it all, but I read enough. This is why the U.N. task force that was set up a few uh, d- several years ago, filled with lies. This is why they had that email scandal in Britain, you might recall, filled with lies. This is what they do. And then they say, you're not allowed to challenge anything. You're not allowed to discuss it. The hell, of course I'll challenge it. Of course I'll discuss it. It's our future. That's important. So this guy comes on, he's bullet. You're telling me, and he's Nobel laureate. He hasn't even looked at it. He has no idea. Lowell, Longview, Texas, the great KTBB. Go. Mark, I think you've read a book. Uh, hopefully the last part of it is Contempt Prior Investigation. I think there's a book that you may have read that is at the end of that book. Thank you for putting on George Carlin because it points out one thing. Man will stay in a always state of ignorance. It is a ban to all education and a bar to all argument. And that is contempt prior to investigation. Well, you're right. And it's the same thing they do with race and all these other issues. Well, if you don't agree with me, you must be a racist. Well, if you don't agree with me, you deny the weather. You deny climate. I don't buy into this, folks. I take it on and I fight it, and so should you. Otherwise, you're going to become zombies. I mean it. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now we get into this issue of immigration, but it's not immigration. It is an invasion. We get to use the real language and real words. We're not intimidated by the left, are we? First of all, the people who want to take over climate, the people who want to take over health care, the people who want to take over income redistribution, the latest knucklehead idea, dangerous as it is. How wrong are they? Montage from CNN and MSNBC in October, November, and you can't even tell the news people from the commentators, from the politicians, when you listen to this. Hat tip newsbusters, cut one, go. This whole caravan in the last week of the election is a giant lie. They've been running on an imaginary caravan. An imaginary caravan. This cooked up. Wait a minute. Caravan. Is that one of the newlyweds, Joe Scarborough? So they finally tied the knot. They finally made legal what they've been doing for years. How about that? Scarborough and Brzezinski. Or is it Brzezinski and Scarborough? I think it's Brzezinski and Scarborough, don't you, Mr. Producer? The wife's name's supposed to come first in many instances, isn't it? Brzezinski and Scarborough, or as we like to call them, B.S., Let's start from the top. We have the bigot by the name of Steve Schmidt. He starts. Go ahead. This whole caravan in the last week of the election is a giant 
lie. They've been running on an imaginary caravan. An imaginary caravan. This cooked up, phony caravan. This fantasy of this caravan. Bogus caravan. I mean, it's not a real event, the caravan. The caravan lie. I wouldn't be surprised to find out if Steve Bannon was down there, you know, hiring migrants to, to join the caravan. There is no evidence of any criminals in the Central American caravan. It's criminals in here. I mean, it is. Homeland Security says a good many have criminal histories in that caravan. But it has not yet provided any proof or details. Unfortunately, some of the people in the caravan have been very violent against authority. Caravan of barefoot women and children seeking asylum in the United States. This caravan, which is a thousand miles away and made up of women and children. Mothers and children seeking refuge. caravan, uh, which is mostly women and children. <laughs> women, children, babies. There's nothing at all to worry about. <laughs> this is Trump's Reichstag fire. Yeah. It is a lie. This is sick. This Steve Schmidt with his constant references to the Third Reich. Reichstag. I mean, it's just so sickening. Now, why isn't he fired? Why isn't he forced to apologize? Seriously. You can say whatever you want on these networks. It's not the same on, uh, on Fox, I can tell you that. They're getting tougher and tougher over there. But on MSNBC and CNN, you can compare Trump to Hitler and his supporters to neo-Nazis. And nobody has a problem. Hillary Clinton over the weekend, I believe it was, was, was ripping into Fox. And nobody said, you know, Hillary... Uh, uh, you're undermining the First Amendment, freedom of the press. Nobody said that, not even Fox. And yet it is they who want to destroy talk radio. It is they who want to destroy the Internet. It is they who want to change the uh, First Amendment. It's amazing, isn't it? We don't. None of us call for government intervention. And so uh, we have a guy by the name of Ben Cardin. He was just reelected to the Senate from Maryland. This guy could not get elected to the Senate from any state but Maryland. He's a nebbish. He is, he is low IQ, and he is knee-jerk predictable. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on on the border, that's our fault. We caused this mess. Cut five, go. This is horrible. This is a, we have a, a, a humanitarian problem at our border. Uh, President Trump has, has, has argued that our immigration system... Hey, you needs- idiot. There are humanitarian problems all over the world. Nobody asked those people to come to the border. What is the solution for the left? Please, somebody tell me. Nobody asked all these great news outlets, the free press. Nobody says to this low IQ moron, Cardin, nobody's, and I use that phrase first, so I'll keep using it. Nobody says to him, hey, Cardin, what's your solution? What do you want to do? Go ahead. Yet, for the last two years under his presidency, controlling both the House and the Senate. The Shut Republicans- up. I, I detest these people. So Trump created this problem. Trump's trying to stop this. He's trying to fix the problem. Now, since so many of you women in the suburbs apparently voted Democrat, are you encouraging this? Would you like to see people from south of the border moving into your suburban neighborhoods? Ooh, would you? Why do you live in suburban neighborhoods in the first place? 
I mean, you, you folks have to look in the mirror. If you vote a Democrat, if you're a liberal and you're in the suburb, you really have to look in the mirror. What is it that you, uh, that you aspire toward? What, what is it that you want? Yeah, it's time to ask. You don't live on the border. You don't live in the cities. Bernie Sanders. Now this old red, he's a commie, but they'll never call him a commie because he is a commie. No, 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 you're a red baiter. No, he's a commie. On CBS this morning, he's very relevant. Got 45% of the Democrat vote against Hillary Clinton. Who's awful, awful candidate. But they like what he says. That's how they pick these guests. They like what they say. They like what Ben Cardin says, so he's on CNN. They like what Bernie Sanders says, so he's on CBS this morning. Cut six, go. Well, I think you've got a really tragic situation, and you've got to minimize, minimize the level of force that is being used, all of which speaks to what you just mentioned, the need for us to finally deal with immigration in a comprehensive way. You write your book that... Excuse me, excuse me. What does that mean? There's a billion people out there who would come into this country. Ladies and gentlemen, what, what is this? We have a government... And a party within the government and a half a party in the Republican Party in the government that do not embrace the whole idea of a nation state with sovereign borders. This, as recently as 10 years ago, was a bipartisan position. But it's over. So we're supposed to change the country for the Democrat Party and their mouthpieces in the media? We're supposed to surrender all reasoning and rationality. We're supposed to have open borders because the Koch brothers want open borders. And the AFL-CIO now wants open borders. What the hell is this? Go ahead. Wrong side of decency on this issue. He's on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of decency. Right now in this country, you have some two million young people who were raised in this country, who know the United States is their only home. Stop. Unfortunately, it is this president who offered them all amnesty and citizenship. 1.3 million. You may recall, ladies and gentlemen, but the Democrats wouldn't buy that deal. The Democrats would not accept that deal. Is there a leading Democrat in this country, even a quasi-leading Democrat in Washington, D.C., who is speaking out against what's going on on the border, that is, against the invasion that's taking place. Not one, not one, not Schumer, not Pelosi, not little Dick Durbin, not Stempy Hoyer, none of them. None of them. And I'm going to tell folks in the Democrat Party, I'm going to tell you a little secret. And I have the guts to tell you this, because it's true. They're building a new constituency. You blue-collar workers, whatever your race, whatever your gender, you're not in their new constituency that they're building. African-Americans, you're not really in their new constituency that they're building either. Because they can get an endless supply of Democrat voters south of the border. I'm sorry, that's exactly what's going on in this country. And people who haven't awakened to this yet are fooling themselves. The Democrat Party has made a decision. It's completely reversed course from the 1900s, uh, excuse me, 1990s. 
completely reverse course. The Democrats in the 1990s were some of the most vociferous opponents of illegal immigration and excessive legal immigration. Now they won't even speak out against what's going on on the other side of the border. Instead, they attack the United States. Instead, they attack the sitting president of the United States, who has an obligation to protect that border. Go ahead. To death of being deported. They're in the military. They're in school. They're working. Very few are in the military. We've gone through those numbers before. But I promise you, on CBS this morning, they'll never challenge Bernie Sanders. Never. A tiny fraction are in the military. And I don't have a problem with them. Now, that, that is, if you're going to go in the military, you should get citizenship. I don't have a problem with that. But we're not talking about that, are we? And notice, again, never challenged. Never challenged. Go ahead. Road scholar. That's right. Oh, well, we got a road scholar, too. So King on CBS this morning is helping him along, you see. We have road scholars, I mean, for crying out loud. Those are road scholars on the border there, ladies and gentlemen, throwing rocks. Men in their 20s, 30s, or road scholars, rocket scientists. You never know. Go ahead. 10 million people in this country, including several million who are sustaining our agriculture in this country. All right, that's enough. I I just cannot take this. So lawlessness is okay if they pick lettuce. Do you realize how racist this guy is? Stereotypical the left is. They're never called out. This is why Bernie Sanders, despite repeated requests, will not come on this radio show. This is why Bernie Sanders will not come on my Sunday Night Fox show. He's a coward. He's a coward. He knows I know who he is. He knows I know what he wants to do to this country. He knows that I read the same books he did with Marx and Engels and Hegel and Rousseau. He knows that I know what he knows. So he'll do an interview with these dunderheads. That's not news. Did you hear any news there whatsoever? Any news? Not a word. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. There can be no end, uh, ladies and gentlemen. There can be no end to the progressive or radical left's project, to their experiment, because it doesn't work. And so, as I wrote in Ameritopia... They always have to blame the system. They have to blame some group, some element within the system. They're never circumspect. So the problem with Obamacare is it's piecemeal, and what we need is single-payer Medicare for all uh, and things of that sort. And then you get into these societies that have done those sorts of things, and then they really, really need to clamp down on the people because the government would work perfectly but for the people. And this is what happens in these autocratic, centralized uh, governments and can happen to this country in the decades ahead. You've got Booker and Harris, now both of them promoting a minimum income for all people starting at birth. No discussion about the debt. No discussion about 
entitlements that are already heading toward bankruptcy. No discussion about the work ethic. None of that. They have plans. They always have plans. These are people who really are not substantive. These are people who've been in politics their entire life or been in public office their entire life. Not all of them, but too many of them. They have no comprehension of what it takes to make a living, to make a product, to hire people, to work on an assembly line, to drive a truck, to this, this, and the rest. And so these societies have to get increasingly iron-fisted, and individuality has to ultimately be stamped out. Liberty has to be ultimately constrained and then stamped out. We need conformity. Conformity. Here's our government's goal, and everybody must move in that direction, and that's how your worth will be measured. In the meantime, in order to keep power, they turn us against each other, based on our race, based on our religion, based on our genitalia, based on what you do with your genitalia, and on and on and on. There's always a way to turn people against people, to keep us disunited by focusing on our physical dissimilarities or our religious dissimilarities or what have you. And that's what's going on in this country. And this is what the Democrat Party is doing. It's not new. It's just pernicious. It's pernicious. You see what's going on in China? We talked about this briefly, but there's a major piece on this in the Bloomberg News now. China's plan to judge each of its 1.3 billion people based on their social behavior is moving a step closer to reality with Beijing set to adopt a lifelong points program by 2021 that assigns personalized ratings for each resident. The capital city will pull data from several departments to reward and punish some 22 million citizens based on their actions and reputations by the end of 2020, according to a plan posted on the Beijing municipal government's website on Monday. Those with better so-called social credit will get green channel, green channel benefits, while those who violate laws will find life more difficult. See, then they're going to expand it to the entirety of the population. The Beijing project will improve blacklist systems so that those deemed untrustworthy will be unable to move even a single step, according to the government's plan. They reported on the, uh, the government reported on the proposal Tuesday, while the report posted on the municipal government's website is dated July 18. China has long experimented with systems that grade its citizens, rewarding good behavior with streamlined services while punishing bad actions with restrictions and penalties. Critics say such moves are fraught with risks and could lead to systems that reduce humans to little more than a report card. Really? Beijing's efforts represent the most ambitious yet among more than a dozen cities that are moving ahead with similar programs. Hangzhou rolled out its personal credit system earlier this year, rewarding pro-social behaviors such as volunteer work and blood donations while punishing those who violate traffic laws and charge under-the-table fees. By the end of May, people with bad credit in China have been blocked from booking more than 11 million flights and 4 million high-speed train trips, according to the National Development Reform Commission. There's your brave new world. We're creating our own brave new world here, right, in the United States of America, where terms are unraveled 
and then put back together again. Where words and phrases are banned. Where, oh, you don't agree on climate change? Something must be mentally wrong with you. No, you don't believe in securing the border? You must be a racist. And so forth. I'll be right back. Liberty's Voice. Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. The day is going to come, unfortunately, when your federal government will decide how much energy you can actually use in your home and your businesses. They're already monitoring it. They just get it from public utilities. The day will come when you're limited to how much gasoline you can put in your vehicles and how, how much driving you can do. The day will come when the size of your home and your apartment or the number of homes you may wish to purchase will be regulated by the federal government, all in the name of clean air, clean water, and climate change. The number of automobiles and trucks that you can have, what types of automobiles and trucks, depending on how many people are in your home. Well, how are they going to know all this? They know it all now. I mean, you've got census reports and other forms. This isn't conspiracy. This is where they're headed. This is where they're headed. They've taken over health care. You have to go through a list of doctors to see who takes your insurance or not. I mean, that's all new. Um, they have control over your income in many significant ways, with the federal income tax, with other forms of federal taxation, even on when you die or a state has to cough up a big chunk to the federal government. That's relatively new. It's a little more than 100 years old. Healthcare, income, climate. That's a pretty powerful government, don't you think? It's all extra constitutional. All of it. You'll never have a discussion like this on CNN or MSNBC or most of these other networks, quite frankly, even the friendly ones. You just don't. Have you ever heard of NO? I'm referring to nitric oxide or NO. It's a gas that your own body makes in the lining of your blood vessels from the time you were a baby. But with each decade, our body produces less nitric oxide on its own. Why does it matter? Because nitric oxide is a Nobel Prize winning molecule that signals your blood vessels to relax and dilate. Now, Super Beets, Super Beets by Human has harnessed the power of nutrient-enriched beets to create a superfood that helps your body make more nitric oxide on its own. You have more energy. One teaspoon of Super Beets daily, that's all it takes, supports your cardiovascular health and blood pressure levels, giving you natural energy without a quick caffeine kick or sugar high. Real, healthy, natural energy. Here's Stephen from Illinois who says the taste is really good as is the increase in energy. Great caffeine substitute without the negative caffeine side effects. Folks, call 866-205-4907. 866-205-4907. Or go to superbeats.com slash Levin. Superbeats.com slash L-E-V-I-N. 
and find out how you can get a 30-day supply of Super Beats and free shipping with your first purchase. That's 866-205-4907 or go to superbeats.com slash Levin today. Have you gotten your copy of Our Police? Hanukkah, I believe, starts this weekend. Or it's close. Christmas starts shortly thereafter. Uh, most of the chain bookstores, that is Barnes & Noble, they only have a few there by their choice, which is really pretty outrageous. Books a Million has a significant number, as do some other bookstores. But if you want to get it quickly, you go to Amazon.com, you type in Our Police. It's even discounted now, 10%, I believe. So it's around $17. It's a beautiful book. You should look at the comments on Amazon. Today is, what is it, Cyber Monday. So today's the perfect day to go. You get all kinds of uh, free shipping there on Amazon. And you still have time, if you're listening to this show live, you still have time. It's only 8.37 p.m. Eastern Time. And those of you on the West Coast, you have even more time. How does that work? Well, Google it. Anyway, uh, our police, now's the time to get it for Hanukkah and Christmas. It's priced very well. But more than that, it's a beautiful book. It's illustrated and written uh, by my father, who is a number one New York Times bestselling author. And it's, it's wonderful for four- to eight-year-olds, four- to nine-year-olds, and to take time and go over it with them and go through it with them. It's not heavy-handed propaganda or anything of the sort. But I suspect because it's called Our Police, some of these bookstores won't carry it. I'm telling you, our society really is in trouble. But it takes you and me and our families to do the right thing, right? So you can get access to the book, Amazon.com, Our Police. Just type in Our Police. It'll be there. You can get it the next day or within two days, and you'll be all set. It'll be a beautiful, beautiful gift. I strongly recommend it. All right. Let me see what we have here. Uh, let us go to uh, Scott, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the great KVOR. Go. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. I just want to let you know my family and I were in Tijuana last week, and we did see evidence of that caravan, so I don't know what the media is talking about, that it doesn't exist. We saw two, three, four hundred folks on the border uh, with our Border Patrol on one side and the Mexican Federal Police on the other side. Fortunately, when we were there, it was very peaceful. They were just had some signs up and uh, were standing around. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the media is talking about. I've seen evidence. We talked with some locals. Well, they don't know what they're talking about. Was Jake Tapper down there when you were there? Uh, I didn't see him. Was Wolf Blitzer? Uh, no. How no. about Jim Acosta? How about okay. Don Lemon? How about Allison Camarada? Any of them there? No. How no. about Al Sharpton? Was he there? Despicable people. No, How about no. Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski? Were they there? No, they were at the National Archives getting married in front of the Declaration of Independence in the Constitution. So they leaked it out to the media. Uh, probably should have gotten married in front of the restroom, but that's all right. Now, uh, you didn't see any of these famous deniers, the caravan deniers. That's what we'll call them, did you, sir? No, sir, I did not. Uh, I did see some local media from San Diego there, though, but I mm -hmm. guess they didn't report anything because uh, it should have made its way up to the national news if they did. No, 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 no. They, you don't understand. The, the so-called national media, uh, they're, they're very um, elitist, even though they're dumb as a doorknob. 
And so they're not going to give any credit to local or regional media or state media. No, they're special. They have no ratings, but they're special. All right, Scott, thank you for your call, my friend. Kim, Modesto, California, the great KFIV. Go. Hi, thank you. Of course. Pleasure to talk to you. Okay. Oh, just love this. You are special, and we all love you, okay? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So I was talking to my husband. Well, I know everybody doesn't love me, which is why I have a 357 oh. with hollow points. But anyway, go ahead. Hey, you know, you're needed. You are needed, and uh, these people can't hold a candle to you. They couldn't do what you do. All right, so I was <laughs> talking to my husband. <laughs> no, really. Yes. I was talking to my husband, and yeah. I said, wouldn't it be great if Trump said this? And he goes, oh, he can't say that. So I thought, what is what is Mark? What is what? I didn't hear that. What's the what? What would Mark say about it? I said, Trump should get up there, and he goes, hey, Bernie, you know, why don't we send a caravan your way? You know, you've got 95% white people. I don't know how he'd say it. He goes, he says he can't say it like that. But he's got 97, 95% Caucasian. You're talking about Vermont. Caretamundo, yes. That's right. There's a lot of maple syrup to be gotten out of Vermont. (laughs) I I like this idea. So what you're suggesting is, since uh, Bernie Sanders uh, is unaffected by this, uh, maybe if uh, the people of Vermont got a taste of the parade, uh, maybe things would change a little bit. Oh, yes. You said it. That's exactly how I'm wondering, should Trump say it or not that you? Well, I don't know if he'll say it or not, but I I don't have a problem with that. And I don't know why they don't move the Democrat national headquarters to McAllen, Texas, either. Uh, (laughs) They're all Uh, they're all up here in Washington, D.C. You know, the uh, the Obamas have a home in the in the ritziest part of Washington, D.C., where I understand there's a lot of white people, by the way, just saying, because, you know, we've got to identify based on skin pigmentation. And they built a wall around their house. Yeah. I think we ought to find out who that contractor is and hire him and send him south of the border. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, my friend, you take care. I just noticed that the Democrats are not building anything on the border. They're not putting their libraries on the border. Like, why didn't Obama put his library on the border? Why don't they buy a home on the border? Same with the Kennedys, same with the Pelosi's, same with the Schumers and everything. And why are all the media in in and around Washington, D.C. and New York and some in L.A.? Why don't they just go to the southern part of the border? And they never will. Grace in Kansas, the great KNSS, go. Uh, I'm a constitutional conservative. I voted for President Trump and I strongly support him. I also have a background in science. What I want to say is I think liberals try to suck us into climate change discussions to make us look silly. There's no winning that argument. I don't think it belongs in politics anyway. But it is in politics, and you must confront it. Otherwise, they win the field. Except why do we have to keep talking about it? It's not the hill I want to die on. Well, what hill do you want to die on? Uh... I haven't figured that out. Well, you better figure it out, because there's a lot of hills that need to be dealt with here. Yeah, but uh, I don't think politics should be an excuse to spread chemicals and rubbish in the earth. I mean, I don't think George Carlin's funny. I I don't like the Ganges River as a cesspool. I don't want to live there. Really? Well, who do you think is spreading uh, all this stuff? Well, if you look at if you look at gatherings of liberals and conservatives, it's the liberals who are leaving the trash behind. The conservatives aren't. I don't know, but I'm talking about environmentally. Well, you know, for a massive industrialized society, it's a pretty damn clean country. The air and the water and so forth. 
There are other countries like China and India that have, that have just horrific environmental conditions. The point to you is uh, capitalism is a very clean economic uh, system, very clean, because it is not in anybody's uh, personal uh, benefit to be destroying that which produces if you're a capitalist. Now, if you're a socialist and you believe in government and so forth and so on, that's a whole other thing. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I do, but I don't think you can control people to that extent. And, and I'm not controlling in- anybody. The invisible hand controls them. In other words, it's in their best interest. Let me put it to you crudely. You don't defecate in the very river where you fish, do you? I don't, but some people do. Well, most people don't. Thank you for your call. And we'll leave it on a high note. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Where's the guy with the hamburger? What cut was that? This guy, Phil Mudd. Would you play that? This fool's on CNN. Go ahead. But this is pretty simple. I think we're debating this. This is a this is a leadership issue. Tens of millions of Americans will wake up today and eat hamburgers for lunch. That's going to kill them. People don't focus on the long term. They focus on the short term. Mm -hmm. There's a parallel here. The president comes into office and says we're withdrawing from climate change and we're investing in coal. That's going to kill us unless we get leadership that says we've got to take short term. By the way, uh, these preening buffoons who lecture us day in and day out. What do they do? Grab him off the street? Who the hell is this guy? And why do we give a damn what he has to say? What are his credentials? Isn't this guy with the FBI or the CIA or something? Yes, yeah. He, he's such a circus clown that uh, they just keep putting him on there. See, we shouldn't eat hamburgers. Who the hell is this fool to tell us what we should or shouldn't eat? Who the hell is he? He's nobody. It's Cyber Monday, Monday, Monday. It's Cyber Monday, and today only. X-Chair is on sale for the lowest price all year. For one day only. X-Chair is up to $250 off. Now, you know, I used to constantly feel uncomfortable throughout the workday until I realized that I was spending thousands of hours sitting in the wrong chair. So, follow my example. Ditch that no-name superstore chair and trade up to the X-Chair. I've been raving about how much I love my X-Chair for a long time. Well, if you've been on the fence about buying one, today is the one day you can save the most all year. And the day's almost over, so you need to act quickly. Once you sit in it, you'll understand why I love my X-Chair. Please take advantage of this one-day super low price and save up to $250 by going to xchairlevin.com. That's the letter X, the word chair, and then Levin, L-E-V-I-N dot com, or give us a call at 1-844-4-X-CHAIR. 1-844-4-X-CHAIR. X-CHAIR comes with a 30-day, no questions asked, guarantee of complete satisfaction. And as a kicker, everyone gets a free footrest, but today only. Go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com, or call 844-4-X-CHAIR. What a great deal. Today only, you're going to want to jump in there. Cyber Monday, Monday, Monday. All right, I'll give this a try. E. Frank, Astoria, Queens, New York, the great WABC. How may I help you? 
Yes, uh, good evening, Mark. I just yes, wanted to yes. talk a little bit about the issue regarding the caravans coming uh, through Mexico. And, what caravan? Uh, yeah, crashing into... What, what, what caravan? Jim Acosta said, you know, they're far, far away, so I have to believe Jim Acosta. Yeah, well, I voted for Donald Trump, even though I'm a Democratic liberal and I'm Catholic as well. I voted for him well. because I, tr I trust his judgment. I know that he's also, I don't want to say this, I actually know him indirectly because we used to ride the same train, the F train. In, oh, very uh, interesting. Yeah, 74th Street and Roosevelt Avenue, so we know each other. But mm -hmm. I, I've, but basically, He knows you well, I take it, E. Frank. Uh, we, I kind of know him quite well. Really? Uh, but, yeah, from, from Queens, yeah, Queens, New York. There's a lot of people in Queens in New York, sir. We, we are very nitty. Is, uh, a lot of very, people who take the subway, a lot of people who take the train in Queens, New York. I'm familiar up there on Parsons Boulevard, and he's familiar. May I ask you a quick there. question, E. Frank? Why E? I never asked you that question. Well, it's a, uh, a a black name. Even though I'm Hispanic, they named me with a black name. They said, you know, what? my child was born in the 70s under Lindsay. Uh, many of the things were coming I have out never heard of an African-American named E. Frank. Well, my, my parents said that because I lived across the street from a, a housing development in Astoria, they decided to name me. They call e you E. Frank? May I ask a question? That's, uh, I'm just curious. Why not A. Frank, like you're on the A team? I have no idea. They said, you know, we're going to name you this because you were born in 1970. I think we, we you, you grew up in the... They the told you this when you were born? They told me this when I was like three or four years old. Why? I, I was named E. Frank. Okay. And your your parents, they weren't like... C. Frank and uh, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I trust in the judgment of our president, but I also believe that there is a more humane way of handling uh, individuals who cross the border. I've well, been battling illegal aliens since 1990, yes. and I've talked to former INS agents, yes. uh, inc including uh, indirectly uh, friends of Joe Acapente, who is a friends of uh, a friend of Curtis Lewa. Look where we've gone yes. up to now, where. Basically, I rather trust a friend of mine, which is James Hunt, the supervisory... Now, you're throwing too many names around, and I, I, I'm concerned about it. What is the point of your call, my friend? That I believe that Donald Trump should employ or hire more Border Patrol agents. Donald Trump's the president, as you know. He should employ more border agents. I don't have a problem with that, but he has to get funding from Congress. Uh, because it's it's cruel to see a, a caravan confrontation with U.S. troops at the border. Okay, first of all, there's no caravan confrontation with U.S. troops. Those are Mexican federales. That's number one. Number two, that's our, our uh, border patrol on the other side, not federal troops. The American military is in the background to take up positions that the border patrol has to leave in order to go to the border in order to protect this country. Comprende? Yes or no? Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you, my friend. That was three minutes of absolute edification. Let me put it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Hope you'll check out Levin TV, and I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. God bless.